Hi, I'm Sarah Trott, and welcome to the Fourth Trimester Podcast. I'm a new mama, and this podcast is all about postpartum care for the first few months following birth, the time period also known as the fourth trimester. My postpartum doula, Esther Gallagher, is my co-host. She's a mother, grandmother, perinatal educator, birth and postpartum care provider. Fourth trimester care, our topic, is about the practical, emotional, and social support parents and baby require. And importantly, it helps set the tone for the continuing journey of parenting. Again, listeners, it's Esther today. Sarah can't join us, sadly. She's such a busy uh, working mom now. But I do have my wonderful guest, Adrian Villalba. Yes. <laughs> Villalba. There we go. Is that's better? And he's going to talk with us today about perinatal chiropractic. But I wanted to remind you all that in addition to this podcast, which you can subscribe to and think about possibly supporting us with donations. We also have our Facebook page and our website page, fourthtrimesterpodcast.com. And there's a lot of great stuff on that page. Um, And on the Facebook page as well, it's an opportunity to share stuff. So please check us out on those other two platforms if you get a chance. And here we are. I uh, learned of Adrian and his practice years ago, a handful of years ago, and he has come to our doula group to talk about um, the form of what I like to categorize uh, under body work, really, healing modalities, along with our guest, uh, Leah Keller, who's uh, also a a physical therapist who works with um, core and pelvic floor fitness. So um, his work is very much integrated into the perinatal um, health and healing that we like to feature on our podcast whenever we get a chance. So I want to first say... Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited that this is the day you chose to be on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, well, what a birthday gift. Yeah, nice. I'm happy, happy to um, have you be here. And um, why don't you launch in, Adrian, and yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself okay. and what kind of brought you to being a perinatal chiropractor? Great. Thank you. My name is Adrian. I started down this journey uh, from my own health uh, reasons just like most people do. And, uh, I used to work for the national park service and at that time, uh, thought I was invincible. And then, you know, some health stuff came along and it really drove me to, uh, try to understand why I had gotten to a, you know, a certain place or certain position and then overall be able to help people never get in that spot or get out of it. And so I started my chiropractic journey uh, going through school. And then at the end of that school, we have a clinical period. So the second half of school, we're seeing students and patients and being a male, being a very active dude. I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a sports chiropractor. Uh, But one of my uh, first patients uh, that I started to see is she was just going in for wellness, ended up becoming pregnant. And then I saw her through her whole pregnancy and then gave birth and then her a few months of her postpartum period. And that experience actually ended up being the one that gave back the most, the one I was most fulfilled with, um, the one that really sparked a, a, a curiosity and an interest 
and the passion of like, wow, this is how I want to spend my life as a, just as a person, I have always wanted to be a father. Um, I thought that this period in life has, is just, I mean, what else screams vitality more than, um, this time period. And so, sure. uh, being able to contribute to families well-being and journey along this path, um, in a positive way has always been something in the back of my mind that I feel like has, uh, guided me to where I am now. That's a great story. And, um, I will say, right. And I'm sure you've experienced this many times in your practice, you know, when things aren't going along a, mm. a real wellness path, it's so distressing yeah. for the people involved. And so whenever we can contribute to the, you know, the whole person's well-being, yes. Uh, everything affects everything. Yeah, you know when it's it's hard not to become depressed if your body is making it really really unpleasant, for, right? For you to get through what you're getting through. Yeah, so. as you know, when all you can focus on is pain, you can't focus on whatever else is going on. And yeah. pregnant and new mamas, they've just got so much going on that if they're focused on their pain, then the quality of the the rest of their life has to uh, take some hits. And so, um, in order for you to be hundred percent focused on baby or hundred percent focused on your career, whatever that might be, your, your relationships, um, those all tend to suffer if you are just focused on your body the whole time. Right. And so yeah. that's really where I feel like I can make a big difference where if mom's not focused on her pain, then she can focus on baby or mm -hmm. she can focus on her relationships. And she's just mm -hmm. deeply connected with what's going on mm -hmm. and not having to get distracted. Yeah. And it is such a thoroughly and deep um, physiological um, period of continual shifting. Yes. From one state to the next, to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. And just when it's you think so, you got it, it yeah, changes, doesn't it? <laughs> it's exactly right. And and just to have support and nurturing of any sort as you ride those kind of tidal waves of, yeah. of, of change, uh, in the, in the perinatal period. Mm -hmm. And so when, when we're speaking about the perinatal period, as some of you, I'm no doubt, know, we're talking about conception through weaning. Yes. Right. Yeah. Essentially, Essentially from a, from a physiological yes. standpoint, right. Yeah. It, it, it kind of involves the body as it, moves through all those states mm -hmm. and really, you know, weaning, however it happens, when it happens, we kind of feel like to whatever extent the mom is now kind of back in her body as her own. Yeah. More, a little bit more independent. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not disconnected. Of course, the social emotional yeah. uh, continues. And of course, you know, if your baby's weaned and your body's out of whack, it's, it's not like you're not still in a perinatal crisis, potentially. Correct. So yeah. um, it's all important. But that's kind of the, the framework of the perinatal yeah. period for us, our purposes. So um, let's dive in and really yeah. talk about what you do. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so thrilled that your curiosity led you in this direction, yeah. as I think is very much the case for most of us who work in this realm. You mm -hmm. have to be like a little extra added curious about totally. it and not Absolutely. take it for granted. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I guess as, as we were talking about before starting the recording, I'm just very interested in sort of the where, when, and why yeah. of all of this. And so 
You sure. tell us. Yeah. So um, during school, you know, our our focus is mainly the spine uh, and uh, the head, the body, the nerves, that kind of thing. And uh, our main job in life as human beings is to heal. That's what our body does. And as a chiropractor, I'm constantly looking to facilitate that process. And if there's ever anything in the way of that, that's what we call a subluxation. And so we're trying to get rid of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things can come up in forms of like tension or, or dis, uh, kind of the different distribution of uh, patterns in your body. And so when you're pregnant, then you have a whole another set of jobs. That's the only time you have another set of job or another job. And um, so to be able to then connect the two nervous systems in your body now and to facilitate the healing and the growing of a baby uh, takes on a different form. So there is extra training that I've done. Um, I'm certified by the ICPA, which is the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. And you can find their stuff on icpa4kids.com, the number four kids.com. And there's a good directory for anybody that uh, has gone through that program. And they do extensive um, uh, teachings on how to be uh, clear and safe with uh, a baby. And then I'm also Webster certified, which is what most mamas end up coming in for during their pregnancy. Um, and they, they've, they try and get away from the idea that we, we turn babies because mm-hmm. that's practicing op- uh, obstetrics. obstetrics. There we go. Oh, that word. Yeah. But really what we're doing is again, trying to facilitate the, the healing and the growing process balancing out the pelvis. And when you do that, balance out all the ligaments that hold the uterus to the pelvis, then baby has the best ability and the most amount of room to put him or herself in the right position for a natural birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to facil- facilitate whatever baby needs. And so then for postpartum, um, we again, start with the healing process and, and try to facilitate that. And that's the period where you really need the most amount of support, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this weird not philosophy, but perspective, I think that is, uh, that I've seen is that when you see a big, a big belly, you know, it's this, oh my gosh, let me, <laughs> let me give you some flowers. Like this is, this is amazing. Let's be really um, nice to that. Let's be really lady. nice to her. And, yeah. and rightfully so. Um, when in reality, I think in, at that time, mom is feeling so powerful and so, uh, amazing and feeling great. Of course, probably a little uncomfortable, but, uh, for the most part, really strong and then once baby's born, everyone's focused on baby and kind of not forgets about mother, but um, mom seems to be the back uh, in the backseat. And even to moms, moms are focused on baby. Yeah. And so uh, I know that the best thing for baby is to make sure that mom's well. Mom has to fill her own cup before she's able to feed baby, just like the airport. You have to put your mm-hmm. own mask on first. Yeah. And so... And moms are, you know, I've said it many times on the podcast, um, you are in a more vulnerable state in the fourth trimester um, than you might be or normally would be during pregnancy in most cases. Right. You know, you just, you're healing and recovering. Yeah. And so for me, I'm constantly trying to communicate to my mamas uh, who come pre that the work that we're going to do post birth is, is almost more important because now you really need to heal to the best of your abilities. And mm-hmm. um, regardless of how baby is birthed, there's going to be some tissue damage uh, to what extent is yet to be seen, but uh, your body's ability to heal will be 
facilitated by making sure that your nervous system is clear, that the patterns of tension are distributed throughout your body so that not one tissue is over um, overloaded, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the pelvic floor, mm-hmm. um, and then all the, the deep core that's intricately uh, connected to that. So mm-hmm. the pelvic floor is just one grouping of muscles that is connected uh, through muscles that go all the way down to your foot and all the way up to your head. And so if we can start work before you actually give birth to be able to connect the full line, then you're going to be decreasing the load immediately. Mm -hmm. If we can balance your hips forward and back, left and right, up and down, then you're going to be putting less load on your body in general. If you start to be able to be a little bit more sensitive as to where you're having some discomfort or not discomfort, but dysfunction in those tension lines, then you're going to be better equipped postpartum to uh, to start the healing process and distribute those loads. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the tax brass of what I do um, is that I make mama feel very comfortable afterwards. Um, you know, I create a space where she's heard number one and she feels connected, and then um, starts to help balance out the the ligaments, the joints, the muscles, everything that was around the pelvis as well as the rest of the spine. We are very holistic. Uh, uh, practice or approach. And so we make sure that your, your body is, is firing at all cylinders, that your body is being able to tell your brain what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a air conditioning, it's really easy to, to akin that to, you need to have a thermostat to know what temperature the room is at. Yeah. So know whether to have more AC or more heat. Mm-hmm. And so the body works the same. The body needs to be able to tell exactly what's going on to be able to say like, oh, I need more acid in my stomach, or Mm -hmm. I need a little bit more oxygen into my blood. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of uh, feedback loop is constantly happening and contributes tremendously to your healing. So the better um, connected you are to your body, the better you're going to heal, the less you're going to be focused on your body, the more Mm -hmm. you can connect with your baby, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, ultimately what mamas really want. Right. Absolutely. And um, I mean, we all just naturally you know, in a very, very basic, natural way, want to be um, well and functioning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whatever our motivation in right. into the world, inside of us, we want and perhaps need, you know, to be attached to a physical body that's as well as it can be. Yeah. And we tend to, uh, I think, so often... Um, I, I think particularly caregivers are prone to this, yeah. wouldn't you say, yeah. Adrian? You know, we tend to, to kind of forego that yes. in lieu of like what's out there that needs my attention, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, regardless of how I feel, regardless of how I'm doing. So naturally, to whatever extent, new moms are in this place where they're compelled, right? Yeah. Deeply, deeply compelled to care for their babies, whether or not they're feeling it. Right. Yes. And so um, it can be a real, <laughs> let's just say, conflict of interest yeah. in those first three months. And and it is so naturally. I mean, I don't I this is not a, a social emotional judgment statement. Yeah. It's normal and natural to feel conflicted between. Oh, if I could just sleep for five hours straight, I would feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's right. True. It, it is true. Yeah. Right. And. Oh, the baby's stirring and they're going to want to eat and yeah. it's going to hurt a little. And, uh, you know, yeah. and, and how do I pull that together? 
I'm so not wanting to do this right now. And yet you do it, yeah. right? You do it again and again and again. And it, and uh, I think it's um, important to acknowledge that in that very compelled state, there still is room to make good choices yes. on your own behalf, to, yes. to eat as well as possible, to sleep when your baby sleeps, whenever that is, to um, surround yourself with appropriate social emotional mm -hmm. feedback, meaning people who can be appropriate in yeah. your space and to look to your healing and recovery, yeah. not in that order necessarily, sure. but certainly I, I think of those things as co-equal, yeah. right? And They're all part equally mm -hmm. of, of the healing and recovery that moms are going to do. Now, every mom's going to have her specific personal healing and recovery journey. Yes. Uh, but it sure helps to know what the resources are that are out there. Totally. So, um, Adrian, why don't you tell us a little bit about then um, when would you be coming to see yeah. a new mom? Like in terms of, you know, her healing. Yes. Um, when is. Yeah. So for the, the postpartum period, mm -hmm. um, depending on when they need it, you know, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. different for every mom. Okay. Uh, so. When mamas come in and we have different like care plans and packages, mm -hmm. and whenever they sign up for something like that, we do a complimentary home visit. Mm -hmm. um, and then for other moms that just need some support, we just we do a home visit. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh, depending on how the birth went will differ on on how mama might be might be feeling. And so mm -hmm. we will do a home visit whenever you want, even if you're not pregnant, we'll still come mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's the need. And so mm -hmm. we find that Mamas tend to ask for postpartum help uh, if they've had a more traumatic birth or a birth that didn't quite go as planned. Mm -hmm. um, but then let's say, for instance, last week I had a mama that was totally well and she just had this in her back pocket, uh, mm -hmm. which is part of why I do it mm -hmm. um, so that she just she knows it's there and she just like, oh, I feel like having a little self-love. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. bring it, bring them on in. Yeah. And so other like pain points that I've, that I usually hear, mm -hmm. uh, breastfeeding is usually the biggest one. Yeah. So as you know, the, the letdown reflex is a reflex. And so mm -hmm. that, that deals with Part your nervous system. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so by helping the thoracic cage be mobile, be, be open and be, um, responding well, that actually mm -hmm. helps with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also in our home visits, we complimentary check the baby as well. So mm -hmm. babies get chiropractic care as soon as they're mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if parents so choose, mm -hmm. uh, like my, mm -hmm. my son was, um, two hours when he got his, uh, <laughs> two hours old, when he got his first chiropractic adjustment. Mm -hmm. And so that can oftentimes help with latching, mm -hmm. uh, which is huge. That was, yes. uh, my wife's biggest kind of hurdle or, um, challenge postpartum. And so I'm very, uh, empathetic on that one. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I know it very intimately. Mm -hmm. And then other things, just pelvic pain. If a uh, mother uh, did have to birth via, via cesarean, uh, there's a lot of tissues there that need some help and some mm -hmm. uh, other joints around the pelvis can help ease the tissues around the front half because mm -hmm. there's no joint right here, right below your, your belly where the incision okay. happens, but everything around that, the tissues are now, uh, conform to a new position. And so that can use some help. Well, and let me just say, having, um, having dueled my clients through C-sections on those occasions, you know, you're usually under anesthesia mm -hmm. from your rib cage down. Yeah. You don't feel much and your body's being manipulated from place to place. Mm -hmm. Um, 
carefully, hopefully, hopefully. but not always right. um, as careful as you, your body might require. And so your body will have been through a lot yep. um, before, during and after your actual cesarean birth. And, you know, where you get to sleep and how you get to sleep and yeah. how you're holding your body isn't normal, right. right? It's not, it's, there's going to be a lot of tension in that body just because. And so it does make sense. And I was very curious to ask you about cesarean section because, of course, then after yeah. giving birth in it's by cesarean moms feel very limited in how they can move and where they're comfortable. You know, right. they can't lie on their sides often because of the way the incision pain affects yeah. them. Right. Lying on their back is probably comfortable. Mm -hmm. Standing is probably comfortable to ex an extent. To extent but, yeah. you know, it's yeah, very it's... interesting to me, like how, because I imagine it would be really good for the healing of, yeah. of the lower body. Yeah. Um, and to your point, no, no matter what, what type of birth you have, there's going to be tissues that take some damage Absolutely. and your, your pelvis is going to open. That's mm -hmm. the, that's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the joints get pushed a little bit beyond their, their normal ranges. And mm -hmm. so to come back from that is uh, not always going to be perfectly symmetrical, perfectly balanced. And mm -hmm. uh, with, with a big trauma like that, you constantly get inflammation. As you know, the postpartum mm -hmm. period, there's lots of inflammation happening. Mm -hmm. And when that doesn't get circulated out like fully, it does, it can leave some residue. Mm -hmm. um, and that just makes joints a little sticky. We mm -hmm. call it just the sticky joints. And so mm -hmm. making sure that the joints are moving well is our number one kind of uh, tool. Mm -hmm. And then we look to the soft tissues. And when they're ever, I think one of the things that, um, I like about our office is that we are not scared to cross refer. We mm -hmm. in fact, enjoy it very much. It, it helps with our community. It, we are able to, um, to tout the fact that we have many people that know us and that, and also that we trust mm -hmm. to send to them. So if there's something in the tissues that I can't deal with, then I'll, I'll know who to call. I'll know who to, mm -hmm. to get the help to. If, if I feel that they just need someone there, uh, to watch other things while they sleep, then I know mm -hmm. who to call. Mm -hmm. If they need some more help with latching and lactation, I know who to call. And so mm -hmm. it's not just, I'm going to be your everything. Yeah. It's, I at least will know where uh, you might use a little bit more support and who mm -hmm. to send you to. Mm -hmm. So, Well, we in the doula world always really appreciate that yeah. because it's the truth of the matter. I think more resources necessary, not less and and imagining that there's just one person who can do everything right. for you is always a mistake in life and particularly a mistake in the postpartum mm -hmm. period um, and that doesn't mean you need a crowd around you totally and again i want to really appreciate you adrian for being the home visiting yeah. chiropractor i don't know how many chiropractors do that but it's it's new to me yeah like you're the first i've ever heard of. oh really yeah oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I say to my new moms, like, you're not leaving the house. Yeah. It's not good for you. Right. Right. Getting in and out of the car to go to the pediatrician visit isn't a good design. Mm -hmm. They should be coming to you. Sure. And yeah. there are those who will. Yeah. So there find, are those, find those. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, getting in and out of the car to go to an obstetric follow up visit when you're not yet healed and recovered not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it now, puts more stress on you. And it puts more stress on you. Yeah. It seems like it's a way to get care. 
but let's really weigh and balance the kind of care you need right now. You need to be able to rest and recover. And how are you going to do that if you're sitting in an office waiting for somebody to see you? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of particular about these things, (laughs) but I'm also in a position to see how moms are doing and help them make a good decision. Totally. And yeah. because I'm there in the first two yeah, weeks, boots, boots uh, on the floor. Or yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, so otherwise they wouldn't know. Yeah. They would just say, Oh yeah, I guess I have to go yeah. because I've been told. Totally. To and, it. and on the flip side, I do want to mention that, um, it's not that I don't want mamas to move. Uh, there, right. there are yes. a lot of things that you can do at home mm-hmm. that are, you know, the, the word exercise, I feel like is, is a little extreme. But uh, movement and breathing, there's a way to encourage your body to uh, or support your body in the healing process where movement is involved. And yeah. so um, hopefully none of those like words trigger you to where you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, there, there are things that you can do for yourself. And uh, we teach that to our moms uh, beforehand. And then we have videos that help mom afterwards as well. Which is awesome because after all, once I mean, once she's given birth, she still has to eat and get up to pee and poop and sit in different positions to breastfeed or lie down to breastfeed. And all of those things are having an effect. So how you get out of bed, how you get to the bathroom, how you walk around the apartment to feel your body in motion and help it, you know, circulate. How you hold baby, how you hold baby, baby from the crib. Yes. Oh my gosh. How do you hold a car seat? I see. Oh, let's not. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm I'm like the one who says, don't carry that car seat with a baby in it. Carry the baby. Or think you have your partners there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Get a, have a way to carry the baby to Mm -hmm. and from and leave the car seat in the car. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, things should move (laughs) with a baby in it, except if it's in a car. But that's my opinion. And I think learning how to do these things appropriately, Mm -hmm. if and when you're going to be doing them is so important. I mean, you know, lifting and twisting is the way people, most people throw themselves out of whack, right? That's That's how it happens. That's very true. Most of the time. And that's exactly what the car seat manufacturers are asking you to do. Yeah. Lift a thing and then twist to get it out of the car. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Back up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I have a lot of little little snippets um, on my Instagram page, and we have videos at, uh, at our office of how, if you have to carry the car seat, because a lot of people do, mm-hmm. um, how to do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And um, and on that note, like how to move as a parent. So I have this mm-hmm. series called Mama Movement, um, which is just it's for papas too, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a it's a designed um, movement patterning of picking stuff up from the floor. Like I was saying, picking the baby up uh, from the floor or putting him or her down in the crib. Mm-hmm. Um, the high chair is a big one. If you're mm-hmm. later um, in the postpartum time, because my baby right now is almost 20 pounds now, and that's a big wiggling kettlebell. You know? <laughs> even if I'm not in my gym clothes, I still have to remember that this is a weight that is is putting stress and forces into my body. So yeah. if I can act with proper form, uh, and that becomes second nature when I don't have to think about it, then my body can get stronger from these movements versus getting broken down. Yeah. And so um, you see a lot of mamas and, and dads hold the baby out with the hips all out, all out of whack. I did it. Back. Yeah. I did it for 
minimum of six years of yeah. my life doing babies. Yeah. yeah. And then now you're a postpartum doula. So mm-hmm. you're, you're still around babies all the time. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. the way in which you hold yourself is going to be very important. And so uh, for parents that have never done it before, um, there is this whole, you, you got it, you know, it's natural. Uh, mm-hmm. This is fine. And it, it doesn't hurt right now. Well, uh, let me just tell you folks, someday you're going to be my age, I'm about to be 60. Yeah. And it does, it will make, it will yeah. come back. Yeah. So it there are totally comes back to there are, haunt you. There are a few yeah. things that you can do um, that will help you stay a little bit safer um, and in the end, be able to do the things that you want to do for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me just say, you know, I had my first at 18. I was in a different body than Mm -hmm. most of my clients who are pushing 40 or more when they're having their first kids. Mm -hmm. So all the more reason why uh, we (laughs) really, really need to be well informed and in a good practice of body awareness. Totally. And you hit it earlier on the head. I was going to say um, our four pillars in our office, what we tout is uh, to be able to eat, move, think and recuperate better Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. those are the four pillars of health um, in our opinion and in most uh big um kind of philosophies and so if we can support those four things in general you're going to be increasing your resilience to stress and that's Mm -hmm. our big um uh, we we'd like it to be our big tagline because we're not going to de-stress your life especially Mm -hmm. as a new parent as soon as baby (laughs) goes to bed you might have a pause for a minute or two, but baby gets back up, baby starts to scream, and the stress goes right back up. So yeah. if we can just increase your resilience to that stress where your threshold isn't quite so low and little stresses in life as they come, they don't cross that threshold, then you're going to be experiencing less symptoms, pain, diseases, whatever that might be. And potentially more joy, which exactly. would be nice, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, like you, it's all features, right? Mm-hmm. We, we do this, we do that. But the benefits of not crossing that threshold are unquantifiable. The, mm-hmm. the connection with your baby, the your ability to just let things roll off your shoulders when they could be annoying at some mm-hmm. point. They could also be funny. They, mm-hmm. you, can ju- you can laugh a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You can connect and then be more uh, creative in the way that you respond. And Your brain can release more oxytocin. Exactly. Which, man, I'd like some more Powerful of that. Powerful stuff, Exactly, right? yeah. So our ability to increase the resilience to stress comes from those four pillars, like you were saying. And um, you can just do little tiny things to increase those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you said, making better decisions, uh, small decisions in the end is life changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to wrap up here pretty soon. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we talked about the three big questions uh, and more. But I want to circle back to the when yes. a little bit and be talk a little more about that because um I think you know on the one hand if if new moms having just given birth sometime in the first 24 hours could mm-hmm. get a nice adjustment yep. and or a massage wouldn't that be great it'd be fantastic wouldn't that be fantastic yeah. but I will also say from both the mother and the doula ex, uh, experience um, and perspective most of us just don't want somebody showing totally. up who isn't you yeah. know part of the family so to speak often if we're if we've delivered in the hospital which far too many people do yes in my opinion sure but in any case, there's just too much going on around you yeah. as it is. Right. Doesn't mean that it, the best thing to happen wouldn't be your visit from the chiropractor. Okay. 
But, um, and then, you know, day three, there's this big hormone shift. Most moms are feeling their vulnerability has kind of, it really hit them on day three. The endorphins have worn off. Um, you know, breastfeeding is starting to hit harder, you know, the, just the recognition of what it all is about and what you're experiencing with it. And that's also, if you've delivered in the hospital, that's the day they push you out of the nest and send you off and it's quite disruptive. So given that sort of first three days trajectory, and sometimes it's four and five, if you've had a C-section, um, you know, and then you're home and you, there's some relief in that, but then there's also the existential yeah. crisis of, oh my God, here we are with a baby oh, yeah. all along. Um, I remember it very well. <laughs> yes, of course you do. Like, is there, um, like, I'm imagining, you know, day, if you haven't gotten around to it, like, it, you know, if you just couldn't have integrated it mm-hmm. between day one and day seven, that day seven might be the point at which you could imagine yeah. like, okay, my body's starting to settle in mm-hmm. to whatever in yeah. is, but I don't want to go off the rails and it would be good to have some therapeutic body work. Sure. Um, what do you think of, of yeah. sort of like that as a, a number? It's, yeah. you know, it's arbitrary, but, but. Right. Um, so, so far, um, obviously with my wife, I was, I was able to be there yeah. hours afterwards. Yeah. Um, and with my, uh, business partner's wife as well. Mm-hmm. The um, the big thing for me is is listening and making sure that mom feels um, comfortable with mm-hmm. me. You know, I, I'm a man, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that could be um, an issue. Yeah, uh, she usually, doesn't want to have not. to get out of her jammies. Exactly. This, right? Yeah, usually and... not, and that's why it has helped um, having a, a previous relationship with me. So most clients, the earlier that I see in postpartum, have been clients that have already seen me before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually, uh, like you mentioned, around day seven to, to 14. It's in that in that second week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be, it's just whenever you're ready, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the earlier for me, ideally, the better. But um, I don't want my visit to stress you out more than the uh, benefits that you get. That's, that's the ultimate um, balancing point. Um, I think what I'm going to provide is definitely going to be a good thing for you. I'm, the only thing I can guarantee is that people are going to be uh, healing better after I see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there's so much going on. Uh, you're acutely aware of baby in those first couple of days, and that's where your focus is. So if mm-hmm. um, if someone coming over to your house is stressing you out more than the benefits, then I say, let's give it a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but ideally, the first two weeks, uh, just to make sure that when you're healing and you're you're coming back into your own body, that it's balanced, that it's mm-hmm. straight, that mm-hmm. everything is is um, distributed. The tensions are distributed throughout as many tissues as possible mm-hmm. um, to not as to not overload one particular spot. Um, but then then it's really up to you. And then after that, um, you know, you start to feel better, and then you'll be able to decide when you want your next visit. Mm-hmm. But usually, within the first two weeks is ideal. But whenever's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly looking back, I could have done with, on my own behalf, any kind of body work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the thing that I didn't get postpartum and didn't feel I could afford, didn't know it was available necessarily. Right. You know, and I think just, you know, helping all of that tissue come back into relationship with itself is, is a big thing and would have been 
imminently helpful to me. And I had easy births, Adrian. You yeah, know, I, it's, it wasn't it go. wasn't uh, because I had these difficult births that right. tore me apart. No, yeah. it wasn't that at all. It was now I was doing the work of being a mother. Yeah, and it's hard work when the baby's on the outside. Right. And, yeah. Um, you know, living in sort of suboptimal conditions on every level, but. Yeah, I just think because I, there are easy births doesn't mean that it wasn't no, the most. I was still you know, postpartum. Exactly, there all yeah. the way in. Postpartum. Birth, birth is yeah. the most physical and emotional event of your life, and mm-hmm. so you're going to have traumas from that. You mm-hmm. know, and the word trauma might be extreme for some people, but mm-hmm. just the 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 physiological sense of tissues will be stretched beyond their capacity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a bit, and so mm-hmm. you will be healing, mm-hmm. and that's that's your main your main job, and so the the easier and you're healing while having to do the hard work <laughs> yes it's you know and yes. let's not Especially i repeat it again and again and again right like let's not forget that um you don't get to just you know i've been lucky with my back injury i can just lay around my apartment if i mm-hmm. want to yeah i don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i'm aware of the need to rest and recover and there's nothing impeding that currently yeah so that's not the case when you're postpartum. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's all the more reason to, you know, bring in those modalities that are going to really serve your recovery, whatever yeah. you know those to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Reach out. yeah. <laughs> Adrian, this has been lovely. Yes, thank thanks you. so much for stopping by yeah, my little apartment and um, talking to us about all this great stuff. Yeah. And uh, we will post notes and on the website mm-hmm. about your visit and, of course, your recording. Yeah. You're going to probably find ways to put put it out into the world yeah, even further, which is wonderful. And we may have occasion to want to have you back. Yeah, thanks. I'd love again. to come back. Maybe we'll talk about chiropractic for dads next time. Yes, Wouldn't yes. That be good? Yeah, we are okay. uh, often overlooked. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Okay, well, everybody, it was wonderful uh, uh, recording on your behalf today. Um, circle around and look at our other um, platforms. And uh, if you can help support us, that would be well received. <laughs> and hope you have a great, great day and are getting healthy and happy and enjoying life. Take care. You can subscribe to this podcast in order to hear more from us. Thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you'll join us next time on the fourth trimester. The theme music on this podcast was created by Sean Trott. Hear more at soundcloud.com slash Sean Trott. Special thanks to my true loves, my husband, Ben, daughter, Penelope, and baby girl, Evelyn. Don't forget to share the fourth trimester podcast with any new and expecting parents. I'm Sarah Trott. Goodbye for now.
Hello again, bicycle man. I know you're doing all that you can. I wrote the song, simple and true. I wrote the song, I sing a song for you. Hello again, bicycle man. I know you're doing the best that you can. I wrote the song, simple and true. I wrote the song, I sing a song for you.